This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, brought to you as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Berlansky. As always, I'm joined by Nick Horwat here in this weird week between Christmas and New Year's where it really feels like you shouldn't be doing anything, but you still have stuff that you got to get done. We didn't do an episode technically on Monday morning. We had an episode stocked up. We hope everybody enjoyed our little look-see at the Ron Hextall era as of right now, just about 11 months into it. But we have, obviously, some league news. We have some Penguins news that has come down the wire this week. So we're back here at the tip of the iceberg with episode 199. It's a pretty nice number. I like 199. Not as much as I like 200, which will be coming up on Monday. We have a couple of surprises for you. A couple of throwbacks for some of the longtime listeners and, for obviously, for us because it's fun. And uh, just overall, going to be a fun day. On Monday, going to be a fun show on Monday, but we also have a fun show for you today. Obviously, the NHL has modified the season landscape several times this week, so we'll get into all of that, get into all the changes that we have seen so far. We were just combing through some of the press releases to make sure we don't miss anything, and then we'll talk about the Penguins' return from break. They've had a few practices, no games yet because of cancellations for COVID, but we will get ready for whenever that inevitably happens. At some point, the Pittsburgh Penguins will play in a hockey game, and then, of course, It's December 30th, which means New Year's is right around the corner. So we're going to have our New Year's hockey resolutions, and then we'll finish off the show with shout-outs and call-outs. Horwat, I mean, I hope you had a Merry Christmas. This is the first time I'm actually really talking to you since then. I hope everybody out there had a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. With all these cancellations, are you starved for Penguins hockey? Quite a bit. I mean, how many days have we gone now? How many days has it been? Their last game was last Monday? Last Monday? It's over a week. It was against the Devils. Yeah, yeah, it's been over a week. Uh, this is the longest break we've seen them have in a long time. Since, like, what, the Oh, sorry, last Sunday. Even longer. <laughs> yes. Um. You know what? Yeah, it's... It, we're all hungry for it. We're Hockey is slowly coming back. We saw the NHL make its return. It's... Uh, we saw the NHL make its return. We saw players be happy and not happy with everything that's going on, which is stuff I'm sure we'll discuss yeah. because it's been a how, how can we put this lightly? It's been an interesting week in the hockey in the NHL world, the hockey world actually as a whole. If you also consider what the IAHF decided to do, um, so there's been a lot of things to discuss that we have not been around for. So we're back. We're here. We will try and discuss them. And I'll try my best to make sense of it all because I also spent the holiday kind of away from the game because the Penguins weren't playing. So I figured, why not? Well, no one was playing. Yeah, that too. But I also (laughs) figured, why not try and take a break? I caught like a couple minutes of the first Canadian. Yeah, the first uh, Canadian World Junior game at a Buffalo Wild Wings. So, you know, I saw what's-his-name score two goals on the same power play. Connor Bedard. No, the other one from the game before, the... Uh, Owen Owen Power. Oh, Owen Power. So I'm scored two goals on the same power play and said, that's the most hockey I've watched in a while. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be good to get back into the sport. So hopefully I'm, hopefully I don't sound like a jackass talking through any of this either. 
All right, we're back after a quick break. There was a, the sound of running water coming from my bathroom, and that is never really a good thing. It's kind of a scary thought to have, but uh, luckily it was just my toilet being really weird. Um, so did, the, did your apartment shut the water off and turn it back on? That's what happens at mine all the time. It, it might have. You know, it, that might have been the case, but it scared the crap out of me because I thought, you know, toilet water overflowing, probably going to have to put a, put the podcast on hold for a little bit if I have to mop that up. But luckily, there is no water. So uh, we're talking about, obviously, hockey, talking about the World Juniors, which is a lot of fun. But the NHL itself, modifying the season landscape. Of course, we already mentioned the fact that they pulled out of the 2022 Beijing Olympics. But coming back from COVID, the plan was we're going to start on Monday with no cancellations, and we're going to go from there. Well, there's been a couple dozen games since then in less than a week. Not a couple dozen, but over a dozen games that have been canceled. The Penguins, of course, get their third and fourth consecutive games canceled. The Maple Leafs game was canceled earlier in the week for that was scheduled for Wednesday. And then on Tuesday, the Penguins versus Senators, originally scheduled for New Year's Eve at 1 o'clock Eastern, is now also canceled due to restrictions for the Ottawa Senators and their building. They were not allowed to get as many fans in there as they would have liked. And the NHL is saying, why would we lose money on this game when we can postpone it and hopefully get 100% capacity later in the season? Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. It's a money thing always. I also thought that maybe the whole crossing of the border thing may have come into play a little bit too because wasn't that part of why the Toronto game was postponed as well? The Toronto game was postponed because of their COVID issues, from what I'm led to believe. Now, I'm sure there's a bevy of issues in all of these instances, but that is the one that the NHL pointed to. They said, well, Toronto is just work shutting down Toronto again real quick. Yeah, because, yeah, I'm just trying to remember. I thought someone had mentioned at some point that uh, the Canadian teams would only be playing Canadian teams for a minute. Or like there was that was no, right before Christmas. Yeah, like there was no cross border mm-hmm. play until the initial first little break is over. Um, again, like I said, I don't remember all that, but yeah, it makes sense that the the league wants to try and gain as much profit as possible from uh, an Ottawa Senators game of all teams. But hey, I get it. It's the team, the league, and ultimately everybody wants to get their net profit in. It's understandable. Mm-hmm. So. However, that needs to be done. Go for it. Yeah, you see certain players like Brad Marchand, uh, definitely not happy about the decisions being made by the NHL. But uh, something that I'm sure you were happy to see, a decision that I'm sure you loved, the NHL is reinstituting the taxi squad. Something you've been clamoring for basically all season long. So, Horwat, how happy are you that finally, I believe it's a six-person taxi squad if you would like to use that. But the NHL now has given teams kind of a fail-safe when running into these COVID issues. It makes the most sense because we kind of knew this was going to happen at some point, I think. Or at least we kind of always had in the back of our head a feeling of, hey, shit could hit the fan at any moment. We didn't realize it'd be a new variant that, I don't know, we, again, we know nothing about really. <laughs> but regardless, I we all sort of had this idea of, Anything could happen at any given moment. Why not have the failsafe? Now, sure, you don't want to add the failsafe if nothing happens, so I get why we didn't do it. But now it's here. Uh, maybe a, not too late. It's good that it's you know better late than never. But I'm happy it's here. It makes the most sense to have because 
for reasons like this. The Penguins included among teams getting just absolutely smacked around by a virus right now. And we need the quick ability to have players with us. And I thought it was interesting last year. It was a new, it was always a, a, always a sort of topic of discussion of the players that were listed on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, there were, it was the mix of the future of the team kind of, but also when P.O. Joseph was on it for a while. So I think that was the sense of, there's a bit of the young, uh, the young feeling there. But then also, I mean, that's where Frederick Goudreau spent a lot of the season, and that's now you started looking at depth as well. So the taxi squad was always a good topic of discussion for there's our future and our depth all in one place. Talk about these six specific guys. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing again, except this year it's more of a, hey, it's a fail-safe, throw players there, <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. And the names on it for us are, they're escaping me, go ahead. Uh, well, yeah, the names that are currently on it right after they were instituted was Louis Domingue and Net, Yuso Rikola for the defense, Casper Bjorkfist was brought up as well as a forward, and uh, P.O. Joseph was, but as we'll talk about, he's part of the rash of Penguins COVID-19 positives. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's nice to have it back. I'm sure the general managers are all thankful right now, especially, I mean, you look at right before Christmas, there was over 125 players across the league on the COVID-19 protocols. Now, I know there's talks, and I haven't seen anything confirmed, but there's talks that they're trying to change around, similar to the NBA, similar to the NFL, change around their restrictions that would differ on the quarantine and differ on how long you have to stay away from the team. So we'll see if that comes down the pike. But, uh, I mean, the NFL is basically saying if you're asymptomatic, COVID does not exist for you anymore. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but we'll see what happens with that. But as of right now, the NHL instituting the taxi squad is where they think the best bet is to help these teams out. And it is. It it, it truly is. Uh, oh, I forget what I was going to say. Anyway, yeah, it truly is the best move right now. It makes the most sense. And it's just ease of availability. Mm-hmm. More than just a topic yep. of discussion, obviously. It's the ease of availability for these guys. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, the COVID-19 pandemic has rocked the entire sports world and the entire world as a whole. The Pittsburgh Penguins, for a while there, were kind of staying out of the thick of it. They were not getting as many positive cases after their early rash of cases in the season. And while everybody else was starting to get it, it seemed like going into the Christmas break, the Pittsburgh Penguins were healthy. Well, they came back from break. It was all over. And uh, all of a sudden, six players on Monday, or sorry, that was a Sunday evening, six players test positive and enter the COVID protocols. That's Teddy Bluger, Tristan Jari, John Marino, Mike Matheson, Evan Rodriguez, and Dom Simone. And then, of course, like I mentioned, you have the taxi squad. P.O. Joseph is recalled. When these guys are recalled, I'm sure they get tested right away before they even see their teammates. And after being recalled, P.O. Joseph immediately placed on the NHL's COVID-19 list. So that's there as well. And then, of course, for the third time in three straight days, another new player entered the COVID-19 protocol on Wednesday. Kasperi Kapanen being the latest victim to go onto that list. So the Penguins now sit at nine players on the COVID-19 list. And then there's also a couple of sicknesses. I mean, we saw Jake Gensel miss a practice earlier this week with a non-COVID-related illness. Uh, Today's practice, and by today I mean Wednesday, they were missing somebody else. I can't remember who. Oh, Sam Lafferty to a non-COVID-related illness. So everybody's sick 
in the Penguins dressing room, whether it be COVID, not COVID. I don't know. Uh, the, the common cold, somebody just might have a migraine. I don't know what's going on. The Penguins, they're sick. It's They're all sick. It's sick. The COVID and sicknesses are just kind of going around right now for a little perspective. Uh, my mother, who lives in Florida, was feeling not well at all on Christmas Eve and day. Uh, yeah. Got her home test done. It said positive, but, but then she went to the doctor, and the doctor said she was negative. So... Who knows exactly what's going on, man? People are just getting sick yeah. these days. And yes, other sicknesses do still exist, clearly. It's, but yeah, so Lafferty and Gensel just being sick, just not feeling well. Who knows for what it could be? Just being sick. It's a, it's just ironic timing. That's all it is. Because we also have nine players, like you mentioned, nine players on the on a COVID list. Which, by the way, 150 you said across. Uh, there was over 125. 125. I think it's. I think it was the NFL that was at 150, wasn't it? The NFL was over 200. Over 200. Okay. Put a little. Put that into perspective for a moment. 125 in a much smaller league, player-wise. That's mm-hmm. a lot, man. It's, oh, yeah. it's even more interesting just to think about considering. Oh, I don't know. It's this is a weird variant if it's coming that fast, and all of a sudden a lot of more a lot more people are getting it. So it's uh. Interesting. Nine pl- nine penguins. Nine. Well, if you're tired of seeing COVID cancellations, there is a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, courtesy of Josh Getzov on Twitter, he said, with cancellations and postponements of the Penguins games against Toronto tomorrow and Ottawa on Friday. This, of course, was a couple days ago. Pittsburgh is now scheduled to play the remainder of their scheduled games this regular season in the United States. So, obviously, they're going to try to reschedule Toronto and Ottawa, but other than that, they won't have to worry about border travel the rest of the season, which is a big help, especially when it comes to the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, that's not bad. You like to see it. And plus, with more games being uh, postponed or pushed back, there's more games for, you know, returning players like Kenny Malkin to make some noise in the league or um, who else in this time? Brian Russ should be coming back now. I think looking at the practice lines, Malkin's back on his second line center. He's not playing wing yeah. like he was the other day. Um, Rust is in there. Uh, Gensel's practicing, so that's good to know about with the sick with the with his illness and everything. Uh, it gives this does also give more time for everyone to sort of recover from their injuries and you know also those small ones that we never hear about. They're not going to go away, but it's you're you're more along the path of recovery for the injuries or minor setbacks you've been playing through. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of injuries that people have been playing through that were nagging them, Jason Zucker, of course, the news came out whenever the teams reconvened. He's going to be out week to week. He was given a lot of maintenance days in, in December, if we all remember correctly. Every time he would not be at practice, it would be considered a maintenance day. I don't know if Mike Sullivan was drinking a little bit too much Mike Tomlin coffee because uh, that's what he always says about the Pittsburgh Steelers. But uh, Zucker officially out week to week with that lower body injury in a bad season just gets worse for Zucker as he's now dealing with I mean, he's been dealing with that injury, but now it's going to cost him a couple of weeks of his season. Not ideal. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. And it's not like you're going to trade this guy. Like, who who's going to trade for this guy? I, I There's one year left on his deal at $5.5 million. The guy, he hasn't been able to score. What do you get back for him? You know, a box, a box of pucks, bag of pucks, maybe some stick tape. I don't know. I'm sure Dana Heinze would be happy, but other than that, I don't think anybody in Pittsburgh would like that trade. No, we gotta 
figure something out with him, man. Something's got to get him going. We thought he was ready to go this season. He talked a big game, played a big game for a minute, and then we're back to the same old, same old. And by same old, same old, that's mm -hmm. the abnormal for him. Yeah. A wild turn of events. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I would have to do a deeper dive on this, and maybe we'll, we'll do this at some point in January, but I'm starting to get shades of Derek Broussard. Oh, no. Oh, no. You see, at least Zucker... He's much better. He's yeah. much better. And at least he produced it all. <laughs> and, and he actually seems like he likes being in Pittsburgh, whereas Broussard, you had to question it sometimes. Yeah. But uh, just going from being a guy that was worth a first-round pick when we traded for him to just absolutely... I mean, right now, what would he fetch? A fifth? Conditional fourth? I, to, in a year and a half? Like, that's that's what I mean. We'll get into that on a later episode. Yeah. Obviously, he's injured now. We don't need to kick him while he's down too much. But uh, let, let's get to some positive news because it's been kind of a Debbie Downer episode. And I, I mentioned the fact that the week between Christmas and New Year's is a week that not many people are very jolly. People aren't really happy to be at work. Uh, I'm happy to be doing this podcast. Evgeny Malkin is happy. Brian Rust is happy. Jake Gensel is happy. They're all back in regular full contact jerseys at practice. And honestly, the next game on the schedule for the Penguins, let's pray it actually happens, is Penguins versus San Jose Sharks on Sunday. I could see all three of these players playing in that game. Uh, welcome to the afternoon games, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The matinees are back. The, the new year has turned. Football is you know, ramping up for the playoffs, but inevitably slowing down on TV. So the NHL is taking full advantage, especially with the new ESPN contract. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Afternoon Hockey, whether you like it or not. Once we start playing those games, we'll have that discussion again, I'm sure. But if that is our first game back against a San Jose team, how are they doing this year? Well, they did get an 8-7 to shootout victory Good on Tuesday Lord. night against the Arizona Coyotes. Um, yeah, the under was everybody's bet in that game. Uh, it did not go under five and a half goals. It actually went to 15. Good um, Lord, man. So they, they've been, uh, from what I recall, they've been a little bit better than expected, but they're starting to level off. They're basically like the Columbus Blue Jackets for anybody that has Eastern bias and only watches Eastern teams. Uh, they're basically like the Blue Jackets. They weren't expected to be good. They started the season pretty like intriguing, and since then it just kind of tapered off. But like I mentioned... Got a big win in their first game back, so maybe that's a confidence booster for them. Fifth in the Pacific, 16-14-1 for 33 points. Where does that stand in the wildcard race? Um, I think they're in, like, sixth. Yeah, they're fourth in the wildcard race. So, okay. not totally terrible. Again, that I think all three California teams are doing way better than anyone expected. I mean, the Ducks are holding uh, down yeah. a playoff spot, and the Kings True. also have 33 points. Uh, yeah, it's they're fun teams all of a sudden again. Weird, mm -hmm. but yeah. Uh, first game back, first game back for Evgeny Malkin at that one p.m. Sunday. Mm -hmm. On, uh, I want to make like a Fox NFL on Fox or a CBS joke, but you can't. But <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I don't even know. That game will be on uh, AT and T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And ESPN Plus. Play the music. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Da -na 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 -na. No. Uh, but, no, it's it's going to be fun to see these three players back. Obviously, you get three top six players back at once. It's a pretty big jolt to your roster, especially when the majority of your roster, at least, you know, a quarter of your roster is going to be out due to COVID. So, 
it definitely is a, a help to get those guys in. But uh, somebody else we might see over the weekend, depending on how the COVID protocol goes. If somebody's out, if people are still in it, we might see Casper Bjorkvist make his NHL debut. Not a great season in Wilkes-Barre this year. 17 games played, only two goals and three points. But he's a guy that, at this point, it's a shitter get off the pot, dude. You're getting to be a little bit older when it comes to prospects, and uh, they need to see something from him. So why not give him a shot here with everybody else in the COVID protocol? Yeah, why not give him that shot? Why not just see what he can do? If we're not going to have the have the uh, have the manpower, uh, so you're not fully expecting to win, so why not give him a shot? Not a throwaway game, but in a game where you understand you're coming in battered, you're coming in men down, you're coming in as uh, just a different situation. So why not give him his opportunity? It's a well deserved opportunity, regardless if he's doing good this year or not. He's been around. We've always been talking about him, and hopefully the stars align, maybe. Who knows what this could be? You never know, because there's still people that, and it's very, very few instances that this happened, but there's people that just can't get it done in the AHL, and they get that shot in the NHL, and all of a sudden you're like, wait, well, the, the, well this guy can actually, wait, what is going on? This guy's good. Why has he been so bad in the AHL? And sometimes it just doesn't click. And maybe it's playing with better players. Sometimes that's the case. Like I said, very few times is that the case. But you never know. It might be that case with Casper Bjorkvist, and it would be a, certainly a help if the Penguins were able to find a diamond in the rough in him here in the, the dog days of the NHL season when everybody else on their team is uh, just pulling out positive tests for the COVID-19, for the Omicron. Yeah, just got to be in the right place at the right time. That's all. Yeah, we'll see if that's it for... Casper Bjorkfist. But like we mentioned, the next game for the Penguins, hopefully, is Sunday against the San Jose Sharks. Monday on episode 200 of the Tip of the Iceberg, we will have all reactions to that if it happens, of course. If not, we will still be talking about practice because that is all we have to go on as of right now. But what we are going to is the New Year's, and we will have New Year's resolutions after the break here on the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Stay right there. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. The NHL got rid of ties back in 2005, so you know someone's going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, brought to you as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. Horwat, cue the New Year's music. It's time to pop some champagne and ring in 2022 and hope that it is not as bad as 21 or 2020. So hopefully it's a better year next year. And we have New Year's resolutions, 
hockey New Year's resolutions, I might add, but New Year's resolutions nonetheless to lay out here in this segment. Yeah, I mean, we all have our own New Year's resolutions, whether they are hockey-related or not. Um, Mm -hmm. But it should be fun. And cue the New Year's music. What is that? I can only think of two songs. It's Imagine by John Lennon, because I think that's the last song they play every year at the Mm -hmm. ball drop in New York. And then that's yeah, Frank Sinatra's New York, New York, because that's the first song they play after uh, after the ball drop. So, yeah, I was thinking of uh, the second one, John Lennon one. Ah, the John Lennon one. That also makes sense. All of it. Well, the second one that gets played, not the second one you mentioned. Yeah. Oh, is it the other way around? I forget which way it is, but regardless. Yeah, uh, regardless. Yeah, regardless. We're not actually cueing any music, so I don't know why we're arguing. <laughs> yeah. This, <laughs> wow, we're off to a hot start. Let's talk New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, my first New Year's resolution is for the entirety of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it's pretty apropos. And it seems like uh, we say it every year, man, it never happens. Basically, it's a New Year's resolution. We say that we need to do it, and it never does happen. And that is stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Whether that be stay away from COVID, the sniffles uh, that everybody else has, like Lafferty and and Gensel, stay away from the the common cold, I guess. And also, just don't get injured because, uh, you know, eventually it'd be nice to see this team at full health. I know that's almost basically a fallacy and a farce at this point that that doesn't exist, a fully healthy Penguins roster. But, uh... It'd be nice to see. So New Year's resolution number one for the entire team and organization, just stay healthy. Yeah, you took one of mine as well because that's just an easy one. That's it's one that we use every year for the Penguins. It's stay healthy, don't get hurt. Uh, this is a, this is also a resolution that can go for uh, everyone in, in this era of the world we're living in. It just stay healthy out there. It's, it's important. And mm-hmm. oh man, yeah, stay healthy. Stay off. Stay out of the ER. Stay out of the covid list all that shit for the penguins especially we we've had games getting postponed because of this nonsense okay we have no lineup yeah four straight yeah what's next i mean the the penguins have won seven straight and I, i meant to mention this in the last segment i said a couple weeks ago i said hey maybe you know looking at the schedule the penguins they might finish out the 2021 calendar year without losing a game they only played one game between that then and they were supposed to play five, so I'll still take the credit for it. But it, it feels a little off. Hey, it one for it's not like they went over. Oh, they went one for one. That's batting a thousand. Yeah, did fair it. enough. Way to go. Fair enough. Horowat, what is your uh, first? I guess I stole one of yours. So technically, your second New Year's resolution. Oh well, this one is uh, more for me because I feel like I didn't do a lot of it this year, and that is watch more hockey around the league. Because you <laughs> yes. always you always bring up league stuff now, and I'm like, yeah, that's a thing that's happening. I used to be all over le- hot, hot, uh, league stuff. I used to be all over the one telling you, hey, here's what's happening in, I don't know, Dallas. Vancouver. Vancouver. Oh, everyone knows what's going on in Vancouver right now, okay? Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> it's, it's the top story in the NHL, basically. Yeah, but nowadays it's you, know, you telling me, and I appreciate it. It's awesome. But I need to get myself back into watching more league hockey, watching more league stuff. I mean, Connor McDavid is a thing. <laughs> and I need to start openly admitting it that he's a thing. Uh, but also his team sucks again, so... It's fun. Yeah, I just need to start watching more league stuff again. I got to utilize my ESPN Plus account. That's what I really have to do. Mm-hmm. I have it. Use it. I think it's because I'm not yeah, a big just... fan of my main TV, but still. Hey, go out there, throw up the quad screen whenever there's actually four games in a day, which hasn't happened in a while. But throw up the quad screen, watch four games at a time. I love it. I did. I love it. I did use the double screen when Pitt was playing for the ACC championship and Pitt women's volleyball was playing Penn State. <laughs> So I did do that for oh, a couple you, minutes. 
you a big women's volleyball fan? No, but whenever uh, a local team is playing against Penn State and it's a big deal because they were on their way to the Final Four, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll catch a couple minutes of that. <laughs> okay, I didn't know if you harkened back and you just had flashbacks and need to scratch the itch of the Point Park Intramural Volleyball Club. Forgot all about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, call it, we're college athletes, Horwell. Shut the hell up. We are. Uh, former college athletes. I won't say that. We're no longer in college. But uh, we were college athletes. Intramural volleyball. Never had a match. But we practiced a good two weeks. So, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I, that's what I, I didn't know if that's why you, uh, you you tried to stay connected to the sport. No. Just anytime Pitt Penn State plays, it's fun. Doesn't matter the sport. Uh, yeah. And Pitt Volleyball is like the best team they've ever had. So, Gotta say you saw something, right? Oh, there you have it. There you have it. Uh, My second one, second New Year's resolution. And this one is a a little bit off the wall, but I think they need to trust trust the young guns. And by they, I mean Mike Sullivan, Ron Hextall. I know they haven't had great numbers in the AHL, but there's three guys that in this calendar year, it doesn't have to be this season, but in this calendar year, I'd like to see all three of them play at least a handful of games in the National Hockey League. First and foremost, Valtteri Pustinen, who has been one of the better players on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins in 23 games. He has seven goals and 16 points. I think he has a chance to come up here towards the end of the season to see if he works with this current team, if he can give a boost. Because if you look at all the Penguins, Stanley Cup teams, they get that kind of boost from a guy coming up, especially in 2016. You got like six of them. So maybe give Valtteri Pustin a shot this year. But next year, next season, but in the 2022 year, I'd like to see Sam Poole and Nathan Legere. It's It's been a long time, and I understand they're still marinating. This is their first year playing professional hockey. But at some point, they got to move move on. And you got to you gotta know what you have there. And they haven't played well this year for Wilkes-Barre, so maybe not this season, but next season you really need to push and hope that they have a good offseason to be able to be in that next call-up spot because they haven't been so far. But I think it's time to trust the young guns, say, you know what, these guys have the raw talent. I think we need to give them a little bit of a shot here. Like I said, maybe not anytime soon, but at some point in 2022, I want to see at least two of those three guys make a little bit of a difference or at least play a couple games we got in the national. They're in the organization for a reason, right? Let's use them. Yeah. There's, that's just how it goes. We, it's not like they're filler down there. Mm-hmm. They're guys you want to utilize and, you know, hope they're productive and are part of the future. Well, that's what we expect. Uh, so why not see the beginnings of that? Exactly. What do I have as another Penguins resolution? Do I have any more Penguins resolutions? Not really, because... I have two more. Go ahead and bring one up. Go ahead. I'm going to look for one, because most of mine are just about myself. So I'm going to let you go okay, find yeah. one. I'll find a team one real quick. That's fair. I have, I have one for the Pittsburgh Penguins that I would imagine every listener here. And let me know if you don't. And if you don't, I don't know why you're a Penguins fan. But every Penguins fan and or listener that we have is going to echo this sentiment. Hey, hey, Penguins. How about you win a playoff round this year? <laughs> How about we turn the clock, win a pit playoff round, turn it back to 2018, the last time they actually got out of the first round in a 4-2 series win over the Flyers. Let, let's get to the second round here. It's starting to feel like Ovi not being able to get past a certain round. But, of course, Ovi did it for 14 years. Penguins only three. Yeah, yeah. Actually, and that's, that is going to be my uh, second uh, Penguins resolution here for the Pens fans. Let's just remain calm. Let's... Well, yeah. Every time we lose a regular season game, it's not the end of the world. Every time we lose a bad game in the regular season, it's not the end of the world. Let's just all remain calm. 
unless, like you're saying, we do lose in the first round again, then yeah, let's hear it, but also try and be sane about it and not immediately call for heads on pikes. Uh, and another thing to remain calm about this offseason is the kind of moves that might get made. It, you, we went over it last yeah. episode. The moves that Hextall and Burke have made so far have gotten good reviews from us. Now, that trend could change, but for now, things have looked good for, for those two. Let's say well, it's going to be a strange offseason with so many contracts being up. Mm-hmm. Let's not overreact this offseason. Let's see how things play out on the ice before we start bashing the decisions being made. Now, two things that I will say will deserve immediate backlash is if we uh, lose Crystal Tanger of Kenny Malkin. Those can deserve immediate backlash. Everything else, on the other hand, let's remain calm and just see how it all plays out. Mm -hmm. So it's for everyone on Twitter just to sit back, relax, have a beer, calm down. Let's, let's not get our blood pressure up, okay? I'm trying to keep everyone healthy, remember? Yeah. All my resolutions are coming together. It's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, just go with the flow. Enjoy yeah. the peaks and valleys of the NHL season. Things could always I be worse. One... That's true. That's true. And at the end of the day, it is still a sport. You know, it's not the whole world, even though sometimes it does feel like that. And I, I won't say that I don't feel the same way, because I do. Uh, Horwat, do you have any more? I have one more left. I have one more. It's going to harken back to me. I just want to write more, man. I feel like 2021 was a slow year for my writing. I try and write as much hockey as I can. So just a quick final resolution for me, hockey-wise, just to write more, man. Get get behind this damn laptop. Get some words on paper and write more. Obviously, I write for the fan damn near every day, but that's because it's my job. Uh, but I mean the big long stories for the hockey writers. So hopefully I'm able to get to do that more this year. Yeah, I would also like to write, but man, <laughs> I, I I never do. You at least do it a little bit more. Obviously it's your job, so that helps a lot. I mean, I'm not going to do a, a resolution of producing more content because between my actual job at Odyssey and the podcast, I, I think I'm good on that, but I, I'd like to write more. I don't know if that's in the cards, so I'm not going to hold myself to a standard I do not believe I can keep. You run two pots. You're good. Your content's getting pumped out all the time. You got nothing, you got nothing to worry about. Speaking of hockey and personal resolutions, this is my personal resolution hockey-wise for the year. I need to watch more women's hockey. I always say I'm going to do it, and I have watched a lot more this past year than I did ever before. But I still feel like it's not enough. I mean, it would go a long way if the IHF wouldn't just, you know, cancel women's tournaments like they don't matter, like they did with the women's U18 tournament. Even if they're currently putting on the men's U20 tournament at the exact time that they canceled it. Uh, that would go a long way, but also there, there's other outlets as well. The Premier Hockey Federation is on ESPN+, Plus, so if you're looking for an outlet and you already use ESPN+, Plus for the National Hockey League, go on, watch some women's hockey. They have, obviously, a league of, I believe there's six or seven teams. I believe it's six as of right now, but the Toronto Six are having a great season. They lead the league, and actually, they have a pretty good lead on second place there. I don't know if you remember Horwap, but we staked our claim last year. After the after the draft with the Buffalo the Buffalo Buttes, it's hard to say the Buffalo Buttes. Uh, unfortunately, they're they're dead last. You know, there there are only only five games played, one four and zero. Oh. Of course, COVID is issues there as well. But hey, if you look at the RMU alums, 
Emily Harley has two goals in five games. Angelica Diffendahl, two goals and four points in five games. So obviously we'll keep an eye on, on our Buffalo Buttes and hopefully they turn this thing around, get to the playoffs and shock the world. Go out there and upseed the Boston Pride who won the championship last year. But uh, that's one one way that I'm going to try to watch a little bit more women's hockey. Then also, you know, it sucks that the men's, the NHL pulled out of the Olympics, but all that means is once again, just like in 2018, the women get the main stage. And women's hockey at the Olympic level, especially USA versus Canada, if that so happens again, phenomenal hockey, phenomenal show. And with the NHL pulling out, like I mentioned, gives them a chance to steal the show just like they did in 2018, just like they've been doing ever since that moment, just making more heads turn in that direction. So my final New Year's resolution, the personal one, watch more women's hockey. That's a great one. And you're right. I did flip on me rarely using my ESPN Plus not that long ago. Did see that there was, I think it was the Boston Buttes and the Toronto Six in a game. Watched a couple minutes of that. Pride. Pride, that's what I meant. Oh, it's the Buffalo Buttes, right. Mm Got to catch up. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they're on ESPN Plus. Ease of access is right there. Uh, And, boy, the Olympics are always exciting for women's hockey. And I don't know who I don't know anyone who's gonna be on the team yet because I just don't know if they've made that announcement. I don't know when that would come around soon though. It's almost January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that tournament starts in February, so hopefully soon we get some rosters. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Love love to see who can who's still on that team because we talk about um, certain NHL players that have made however many Olympics now. Uh, these women hockey players are getting older too like i'm trying to think of some names like hillary knights getting up there she's been at a couple um kendall coin schofield i think has been at a couple I forget how she has I forget how old all these players are now but it'll be interesting to see if maybe there's a new guard coming in or if it's still uh a lot of the same old faces which is oh either way is perfectly okay uh just curious to see what they come up with Looking for, I was looking trying to pull up their, their previous stuff, but I, I couldn't really find it. They do have a current roster on Wikipedia, but I don't know how much I, I trust that. But obviously, like names like Brianna Decker, you would imagine. Hillary Knight is probably going to be back. Kendall Coyne Schofield is on this list. Amanda Kessel's on this list. So you, you don't know for sure, but you, you imagine names like that are going to be right back on the team again. Yeah, just curious to see how it all goes. A lot, of new, uh, a lot of new names and faces are coming up through those ranks, though. They are. They are. So we're going to take a quick break, though. When we return, shout-outs and call-outs, everybody. We're going to finish it off on this Thursday and finish off 2021 for the tip of the iceberg. How else would we finish it? Shout-outs and call-outs right after the break. Hockey fights, lifestyle, and tales from a first-round draft bust? We have it all and more on the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for boutique hockey content and podcasts covering every team in the NHL. Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. We have shout-outs and call-outs to close out the 2021 calendar year here at the Tip of the Iceberg. And I want to start with a shout-out. And honestly, this news is a, it's a story that you knew was happening eventually. You knew this was going to happen. You knew it was probably going to happen the next, you know, decade or so. But I don't think anybody was expecting John Madden 
to unfortunately unexpectedly pass away earlier this week at the age of 85. Obviously, an amazing Hall of Fame coach of the Oakland Raiders. Not all of us remember him as the coach, but he, you know, for anybody in the NFL that has played or coached over 100 games, he has the best win percentage. 103 wins to 32 losses and 7 ties. Absolute dominance as a head coach in this league. So much so that he is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He is a 1976 Super Bowl champion head coach. And then, of course, you have the back half of his career, which is just as iconic. Amazing broadcaster called over 10 Super Bowls. The last game that he ever called, of course, being Super Bowl 43 between the Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, of course, he is synonymous with the Madden NFL football game, which is what I think most people actually, when you think of John Madden, that's the first place they go at this point. But obviously, we need to remember the coach, the broadcaster, and the video game guru. A great human being, John Madden. Obviously, thoughts and prayers to his family. But just wanted to give a shout-out to an all-time legend in the sports world and an all-time legend of a human being in the entire world. You're totally right about that. It's it's also haunting, the fact that that whole uh, Madden documentary dropped on Christmas Day. And then what? Mm. Under a week later, he's you know he passes away. That's so haunting and sad. But um, it's you like you said, it was almost expected just because he is aged. And a lot of we look at a lot of all these old people, and you just wonder how's the ticking clock going? Because there are guys like you know Madden who pass away suddenly, but you also kind of knew it was coming. But then there's also Betty White, who's getting ready to celebrate her 100th damn birthday. Uh, but yeah, it's it's sad. It's never fun losing uh, an icon, a legend, a hero of the game. And ironically, the death of John Madden ties into my call-out. So can I jump to that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so when a big name like that passes away, clearly there's all these people that come out in droves of you know how much he that person meant to meant to them but i'm going to call out dr andrew mcgregor who he's not bashing on john madden's name or his legacy at all but kind of is because in these tweets that he made regarding the madden video game franchise as if john madden had anything to do creating the games or uh how whatever he they just threw his name on it and it sold but these tweets were not very ideal so Starting with, I have lots of opinions on John Madden. <clears throat> the creation of the Madden video game was not a great development for the U.S. It further, it further glamorized violence and dehumanized black athletes, helping to establish plantation cosplay that has grown worse in the era of fantasy football. First of all, dude, you must be so much fun at parties. It's... Now is not the time to really bring this kind of shit up. If you want to believe that, which it's not a good belief because it's um, a video game that A, has won the world over, and B, yeah, maybe EA kind of, you know, monopolized the whole sports video game thing, uh, landscape, but they're not attempting to dehumanize, as he liked to put it, dehumanize black athletes because, again... Their EA created sports games for just about every sport. There's a, you know, there's obviously FIFA, world known the worldwide over. 
as one of the biggest game gaming franchises of all time. Madden is up there. EA did make baseball games for a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously NHL. It's this is just not the right time or place to have this sort of opinion, and it's also just downright wrong. He goes on like there's two threads regarding this, and I'm not going to read any more than that. Um, yeah, it's just an awful, awful take at an awful, awful time, and he is a history teacher. And a, the first line in his bio is sports studies influencer TM trademark. Mm. False. Okay. <laughs> mm. I mean, the internet is such a weird place. Most of the time, ninety percent of the time, I would say the internet, and by internet I mean social media, is pretty much poison. Yeah, usually. Yeah, it it, it fosters, you know, people's opinions, which can be a very good thing. But it could also be something that is just very downright negative. And there's a reason why when people need to start feeling better and people need to stop being upset with the world, they stop looking at Twitter and Facebook. Because you go on there and it doesn't matter what happens, there's going to be a negative side to it. Even if there is no clear negative side, and sure, you can have that opinion, that's fine. Why are you sharing it there? Because you know it's going to get liked even in spite of... People are going to be like, look at this idiot, and you know you're going to get your name out there. Ratioed to oh, hell and back, but some people just, some people really do live by the mantra, uh, all publicity is good publicity. I don't necessarily believe that, but so I agree. Some people do think that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're not supposed to believe it. Like, think that's the idea. It's like, <laughs> yeah, your name's out there, and it's you're going to gain something from it, but it's just, it's not the same. You're getting bad game. Mm-hmm. It's... It's weird, and like I and like I said, just not the time or the place to have a wrong opinion. Yeah, I see. I go by like all publicity is good publicity. When I put out a power rankings, and people are like infuriated by it, I'm like, all right, cool. There are certain, but like, yes. there's when it gets to a certain level, it's like, no, that is bad publicity. <laughs> yeah, there are certain things that are definitely all publicity is good publicity. It's stuff like opinions like that, where it's hey, here's who I think is good and who's bad in the league right now. Like, whenever I say I think McDavid still might not be the best player in the league. Or if I say, hey, the Beatles sucked. Well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I know. I, I don't genuinely believe that, but I knew that. But that's a big, that is a, a big opinion in, on today's internet. Um, that anytime the Beatles get brought up, he, there's always that one asshole who's always just like, yeah, but John Lennon used to beat his wife. Okay, we know this. He admitted to that. And I don't think it's that's not as bad as as what say r kelly has done and yet you know remix to ignition is still it's it's a song i don't know how a a conversation that started obviously praising john madden for the great life and career he had turned into us talking about r kelly welcome to the tip of the iceberg ladies and gentlemen because apparently the john madden conversation was only the tip of the iceberg wow tying it all in would we like to move on? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> with that in mind, I'll go to my call out and then we'll finish it off with your shout out so people don't hate us after they leave this show. Uh, my call out goes to the IAHF for reasons I stated earlier. You canceled the women's U18 championship tournament scheduled for mid January. Not only did you cancel it, but you didn't set any time to make it up. You're just like, all right, sorry, you're not playing. Try again next year. What? You're playing the U-20 tournament right now. Team USA just forfeited to Switzerland because of COVID. 
And you're like, ah, the rest of the tournament's fine, though. And then you're sitting here looking at the, the women's tournament and saying, you know what? It's too dangerous. We can't have you in Sweden. That is too dangerous. Even if you do everything the men have done, it's just not worth it. And that's the problem. They don't think it's worth it. When it clearly is. Cl calling out the IAHF, obviously, awful move to do that. Not only to mention the fact this is the second straight year that they've canceled this tournament. Basically, without a rescheduling, just basically saying... We don't have the time or the brain power or the energy to deal with COVID and you right now because we don't value you. That's what they're saying. At least that's what it says to me is that the IHF does not value the women's game nearly enough. And they need to start doing that and start doing that by, first and foremost, letting them play this game and this tournament, rescheduling it for maybe, I don't know, after the Olympics, March, April, either way, make it up in some capacity and then going forward, just be better please oh yeah it's it's kind of the stuff that you don't want to see i was very confused whenever i saw that first announcement that all tournaments were canceled or postponed and i said and i thought to myself because that's pretty much that was the wording of it wasn't it all tournaments beginning oh beginning in january beginning in january which is a farce as well because when does world junior start boxing day december 26th yeah it, uh, that five days really helped you be able to get this tournament in. The five days, that stopped COVID. Yeah, for those sure. five days. But also, isn't the whole idea of protecting against COVID to shut down immediately? Correct. It's not like, ah, well, once we make We'll our shut money, down in a couple yeah. weeks when more people get it. Don't worry. Like, yeah, that's what, that's what threw me off about it. Because I was reading their first statement and I thought, so does that mean the World Juniors are down too? Because it should, really, if, that's, if your statement is all tournaments... And then they add on beginning in January. Oh, so all tournaments after we get World Juniors over with. All tournaments after our moneymaker is over. Got it. That's how it works. No, it yeah, that made no sense. It was stupid, it was unfair, and like you mentioned, it'd be nice to have a rescheduled date. Something. That would be nice. Something to show you care. Uh yeah, it's not ideal from the IHF standpoint. And also again, calling out the IAHF is just once again the tip of the iceberg <laughs> yeah no there's a lot of stuff you could go into with that but uh Horwat, put me in a good mood send me home in a good mood what's your shout out I will because this or one does shout out yeah this one does also have something to do with the world juniors but it's a good thing of it and it's a good local thing from it because I did not realize this but West Mifflin PA slash Pittsburgh PA native Logan Cooley um last I saw was the second line center on that team at 17 years old, and he's representing the United States of America at the World Juniors. I, That's just fun, awesome stuff. And I was looking a little deeper into him uh, and into his history and past and his possible future. First of all, he could be the first U U.S.-born player in the next draft. That's awesome stuff. And do you know that Sidney Crosby school, the uh, learn-to-play program he does every year? Mm -hmm. Logan Cooley was part of the first one of those. So... Sidney Crosby out here making a difference. At all. There's always a Crosby tie-in. And now he's out there representing the United States, albeit shut down at the moment, um, mm. at the World Junior Championships. I don't have stats or numbers, but... Uh, and I forget where he plays. I think he's in college. I think he's trying to uh, committing to a college. I forget all the details now. But hey, possibly the first uh, United States-born player in the next draft is awesome stuff. And Pittsburgh Hockey... This is why we keep it around, RMU. This is why we keep it around. 
Exactly. Uh, I was trying to pull it up really quickly, and I am not. Oh, there we go. Hockey DB. That helps. Yep. Nope. U.S. National Development Team is all. All. I oh have yeah. I right think there. he's looking for a college later. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, and he also plays in the USHL. So, still nice to see a local product, especially you know, not just succeed in hockey because you have Sam Lafferty, but this guy is going to be a top five draft pick. Yeah, like I said, top in his draft year. So, born player. Exactly. So, I mean, uh, was it Matvey Mishkov, the Russian? He is. He's going to be high up there. He's just ridiculously good. And then Connor Bedard. Like, there's a lot of young talent that's just ridiculous at the World Juniors right now. And it's, like, so young. Like, Mitchkov, his draft year isn't even until, I believe, like, 2023. And he signed in Russia for, like, five years. And yet, everybody is sitting here like, this guy is so good. So, obviously, you know, if you could check it out, I would check out World Juniors. Even though I, I, I want to boycott the IAHF, there's a lot of good talent. You know, you don't you don't do that... You don't want to do that to the players that are there because there's a lot of very fun young talent there. You just hope that the overlords of this crazy international game pull their head out of their asses eventually. Yeah, it's usually how it goes with watching quite a few. It's like when you watch, it's like when everyone's going to watch the upcoming uh, FIFA World Cup in Qatar. You know there's a lot of bullshit and uh, what's it called behind the scenes, but you're still going to watch and root for America or your home country. Right? If America even makes it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, before we go, I do have a question. You called it Qatar? I've heard it both ways. Is it Qatar or is it Cutter? I've also heard Cater, Qatar, Cater. Cutter. I've never heard Cater. The only time I've heard Cater is when I'm trying to plan a wedding, and it's not fun. Ah, true. Shout out to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know the ex- We should know the exact thing, but at the same time... How about this? It's the country where the World Cup shouldn't be getting played in. Fair. Yeah. For reasons that are ages and ages old. Yeah. Several reasons. Many reasons. That I'm not going to get into because it's a hockey podcast. And because uh, we're at the 53-minute mark, which means uh, it's time to go. We've done it. Or what? Yeah. That's going to do it for this episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. That's going to do it for 2021 here at the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. When we are with you next... It'll be January. It'll be 2022, and it'll be our 200th episode. If we can get up over 1,000 followers on Twitter, we'll be doing a giveaway that is Snoop Dogg approved. So make sure you go over and follow us at Twitter, at Iceberg Podcast. But that's going to do it for this episode. Hopefully there's a Penguins game this weekend, so we can talk about that on Monday as well. But for now, we say goodbye. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a good weekend, Pens fans. You can follow us on Twitter at Nick Horwat 41 and at Nick underscore Berlansky. You can also follow the show's Twitter handle at Iceberg Podcast. This podcast can be found anywhere you get your podcasts from, so please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. We are brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. You can visit them on Twitter at HockeyPodNet or at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Every team, everywhere.